Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions with Ian and Tyler. Uh, we welcome you on this rainy day in June. Uh, how are we doing today, Tyler? Hell yeah. Awesome. Let's try yeah, that it's again. I'm great. I was muted. <laughs> <laughs> we... Okay, uh, so... We're a little off today. Yeah, uh, well, I I am. You're, I think we as you. Uh, we've been having microphone trouble. AKA Tyler's muted his mic about three times. So we I know. I keep I keep trying to select my input and um I can't because my microphone is muted. So I'm clicking on all these microphones and no sound is coming through. And lo and behold, it's because half of them aren't plugged in and the ones that are muted. <laughs> We need the ad revenue, right? We do. This Hell is a yeah. clean episode. Uh, yeah. This is a clean episode. We talked about that last time, yeah. and starting right now, no swear words. Hell yeah. Heck, I, heck, I really, yeah. really would like to upload a podcast and distribute it where I don't have to click the explicit content button. So far, that hasn't happened. They've all been quite explicit. And whose fault is that now, Tyler? I. It's my fault. I take all the blame. But... <laughs> Okay, before we move any further, I do, I, I want to say something real quick. I, I attended two 21 Pilots concerts over the week. I took, I attended, the first one I attended with my brother who was on the podcast last time, and I attended with my girlfriend. I thought that uh, was your, I thought that was your husband. Uh, husband and my girlfriend, and... <laughs> <laughs> And I attended the Pittsburgh. I went to Pittsburgh with just uh, Abby. So, but I want to just say shout out to Twenty One Pilots for putting on the best live performance that you will ever see in your entire life. There is absolutely no concert that you can experience that is like it. Absolutely not. It's it's a one of a kind experience. We got pit tickets to the one in Newark. That was one of the coolest things that's ever happened in my life. Like, that, oh my god. Standing five feet away from one of your favorite artists is something to behold. It really is. Yeah, it's, there, there's not just nothing like it's it. It's like a feeling in and of itself. It's small, not... Small artist to huge artist. It's just like standing next to someone who has created something that you love so much. Yeah, it's which, like which was why it was cool meeting like Catherine Paul. Like standing, oh, she's two feet from her. Brilliant! She's yeah, absolutely. It was absolutely incredible. Same feeling with Twenty One Pilots. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to meet them, but <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Um, but I would recommend any of you. Even I would. I would send a person who is a hardcore Twenty One Pilots hater, like hates them, hates their guts completely. Will will not recognize any of the merit in their music whatsoever. They just, they're hardcore hater, right? I would send one of them to their shows feeling confident that they would enjoy it. Love it. it I, I like, there's absolutely no way. Their well, show, their show is like being on LSD to the maximum. It's well, like, it, it, it's, it's so, so hype. Old people would like it too. Tyler any, Joseph's I, maternal like grandparents it. showed up to one of the shows because they live in New Jersey. That's pretty chill. That, that dude, imagine having grandparents that cool. Okay, moving on because we've been talking about this way too long. But the point is, the takeaway from this conversation is, go get some Twenty One Pilots tickets because you will never have an experience like it. Uh, but Tyler, what is the album that we are reviewing 
on this fine day in Westminster, Maryland. I mean, in New York City. New York City. L.A. L.A., yeah. You're in New Toronto, York City. Toronto, Canada. I, I'm in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> we're on the phone. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're talking about Simmel by Simmel. Simmel. We've reviewed Simmel in the past. We've the, reviewed the, the self-titled beautiful debut May album. May album. Yeah. From Simmel. The man, the myth, <laughs> the legend, uh, the adopted child, Simmel. Simmel is, is no adopted, stranger though. to our podcast. No, he is he, not. He we were... has been a topic of discussion on a previous episode. Yes. We reviewed his 2016 EP. Was it 2016? 17? Was it 2017? I think it was 2017. Okay. Uh, I forget what it was called. Ghost story? Not ghost stories. Ghost. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, Cold, that's a Coldplay album. Hold up there, Chief. It's called In My Body. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, I must say that um, that EP grew on me from the time that we reviewed it. I wouldn't rate it a six as I did then. I'd probably give it like a seven. Um, so I was actually and I was excited for the debut album uh, that this guy was teasing towards. Um, oh, never mind. In My Body came out in 2018. We reviewed that at the right time, I guess. Unlike some of the other things what? we talked about. Are you kidding? It came out 2018? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Interesting. All right. Fair enough. Um, but moving on from there, Simmel is the uh, solo, I guess, what do you call that? Uh, it's his, It. it's just his uh, rapper name. Of, of Brian Fennell, who was part of the Indian indie band Barcelona, um, and he still pretty much stays in the indie band vein or in the indie vein uh, with this album, but he he adds some stuff. Um, so and I mean he alternative was, vibes. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was born in 1983, so he's 36 at this point. I know he has a couple of kids and he's married. Um, I do not know where he was born, though. I know he was adopted from somewhere. He's very, very open about that. So, yeah, there's so, there's that. I mean, it's a there's not major theme of one of the songs. Yeah. Um, but moving on from there, that brings us to this debut album over here. And I have I have to say, some of the rollout of this album, the lead singles on this album, had me excited. They had me very, very, very happy. Uh, AKA uh, WDWILY. Where did we go? I love you. Yeah. Uh, and The Bird to name the two that really, really got me going. The, I I was excited uh, for this album, to say the least. Um, and honestly, I was excited to have like a returning artist on the pod, just to have like a. You know, I mean, I know we reviewed Billie Eilish twice, but having somebody that we can return to, like somebody right. who's and making enough waves that grow. we can go back, yeah, somebody we can grow with, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Um, he was just, just, just a baby acorn when we talked about him last. That's time. true. Like that now is he's a now he's a true. he's a baby tree. I know. Maybe next year he'll be a uh, an oak tree, full grown man. Yeah, because this year he's just a poplar tree. Of course, that's full grown adopted tree. That is. Shut the- Okay. 
Um, so this album is, it was released May 3rd, 46 minutes, 12 songs long. Um, standard, standard album length and Thank stuff like God. that. Yeah. Not like the last one, which was 17 unnecessary tracks long. Yeah. If it was nine, that That's, rating would have been so much higher for me. Yeah. Yeah. But they had a song about being 17, so lo and behold, they had to make it 17 tracks long. Yep. At Judah and the Lion. Mm-hmm. We're looking at you, Judah and the Lion. Just kidding. We love you, actually. We will be looking at you in August. September. That's true. September. September. Yeah, that's right. And we-, and we will talk to you then. It might be a completely different experience live, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I want to talk about some of the things that go into this album real quick, because uh, th- his last EP had... Uh, sort of a vibe that it was going for, and it had, um, I'm not going to say it had set requirements for each song, but each song definitely, the sound of the songs definitely were in the same vein. They were all really airy, really acoustic, very string-like, and airy. That's the way I would describe most of the album. It was very much spacious yeah exactly there was like not everything seemed to be layered very very folky yeah everything was layered like in the slightest it wasn't like a complex track which some of these tracks on this album are heavily layered and mastered yeah so i think that 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 was our biggest complaint with the last album being or the ep being that some of the material was so they weren't exactly fleshed out fully which i think that he has done on on this project whether they're fleshed out well or not we, different we, story we but have we've definitely either seen, way they, they seem to be more uh complete songs yes we have definitely seen a lane switch from simul thank god honestly it's, it, it's cool i'm to see pretty him happy with it yeah um one thing to note here is that the song his breakout song where's my love shows up on this album and again I, don't know why it had to show again. up on this album again because this is like the fourth time he's released it like four separate times this is the best version of it yet though did he change it from the last time uh the instruments are more exaggerated but we can okay. get into that okay that's fair enough. at least from the in my body ep it's a lot more exaggerated okay i, I do there's re- more heart in it i feel like i do remember not liking that song when i first heard it looking back on it right now where it's sitting I do like it. It's a good song. So, but we'll get into that in the next section. Are we ready, Tyler? I, I think so. Awesome. We'll see you in the next section.
my pants, you see. What's another ukulele? I have no teeth. <laughs> Heck. Heck. It's gonna be a while before we get a clean episode out. I feel like. All right, let's let's get into what we like the most. I'm just song. gonna splice, or just remove any sentence you have that has. <laughs> Do it. No, it's gonna take. Absolutely. It's gonna take so long. Abs- Try. Try, try and be clean. Absolutely, like, no context for any of the sentences that come afterward. Yeah, (laughs) just nothing's coherent. You can't understand anything. Absolutely nothing. I'm going to keep it clean the rest of the podcast. (laughs) So that you can every Every sentence is just spliced together, like, makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. You You know the robotic Siri voice? Yeah. You can edit it so yeah. that that says, like, a different word, that, like, a different adjective completely. It's going to take so long. I'm going to do it. Don't. One of these episodes. I'm going to go back and fix one of our dirtiest episodes. <laughs> That's n- the Imagine Dragons one. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. Replace every time we said the word gay with, like, a chime. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Reynolds is... <laughs> okay. Simul, oh. simul, simul. Replace the entire penis tennis thing with like a segment of like a Bill Nye episode so that people get informed. Uh, John Tron. Why? Why would why would you do that? <laughs> I have several questions. Okay. So as I as we stated before, Simul um definitely had not necessarily a genre switch. But he had a change. This is definitely a change of pace from his last album, being much more dense and more layered, and more more produced. There's more production quality in this album. There is definitely more effort that went into the sounds and the way that this album sounds. Um, and there are a lot more influences from other genres we don't just have folk and indie now we have some elements of pop alternative rock and electronica coming up on this album as well folk that's what i said we don't have just folk and indie it's not just folk and indie we got alternative rock pop electronica alt pop whatever you want to got it Yeah. yeah you're right so there are there's definitely more that shows up on this album um and it's nice to see that he's branching out into different sounds. Um, so, that being said, Tyler, where should we start? Honestly? What? I would like to start on the first song. Okay. Are you okay I'm, with that? Yes. I'm all right, all right, sick. So, the, this, this song is immediately a different vibe than you get from Absolutely. the previous project. Um so this is a very alternative rock-ish sound. This is definitely poppier. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, f- I felt like this was alternative rock, like definitely on the poppy side because it has catchy mm, lyrics, but... Uh, Especially th- the chorus. Oh, clean eyes. Breaking my heart. I'm breaking my chains. This, this song... copyright us. And what the, is the, what's the label? Hold on. The vocals and the chorus remind me of Colony House. And oh, I, I don't mean that in a bad way, but like 
the the formatting of the song and the intermittent guitar uh, progression and phrases that it produces uh it's really pretty and punchy which is kind of the vibe that colony house goes goes for i guess that that's their objective there and they play loud and i i think that this is probably as loud rocking like that in speaking of in that tone like that's probably the loudest that i would expect his show to get so it, it just gives off a very colony house right vibe and th- this this is a song that's meant to re- to uh to be repeated and sung back to you so right it's very much a concert song mm-hmm. and you know no issues with that i don't really think that this is a studio song so i think that that has it some disadvantages to it but i i think the track is fine i, I thought right. it was i thought it was fun I thought I picked up on this a little bit. I see a couple of tracks like Clean Eyes and Bed and um, Girl and Connor that I feel like he's talking directly to people in his life. So I feel like this album is sort of like his life experience in a way. Did you pick up on that at all? Like sort of coming from where his mindset is right now kind of thing, like state that he's in am, am i making any sense no you're right okay okay i like the bass line on this song i think the bass line is sick and so is the beat the beat's good and like i mean the chorus is kind of sweet i have my issues with the song but that's fine i'm gonna talk should we talk about wildfire just a little bit because i yeah. th- did think that this was a new and improved version from the boring song that was on the last EP. this was on the ep too mm-hmm. oh my goodness this this it did not sound like this though it was completely different this is a new, this new is song. Completely basically. fleshed out. Now. Yeah, this is yeah. a completely different song, um, and I appreciated the uh, ver- the sort of EDM esque kind of vibes that it sort of gave at the end, and then it gave this lush orchestration and stuff at the end, and it kind of exploded at the end. I did appreciate that. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, I think I think that the the build up and the end is pretty and i don't think it's forgettable it's an extreme i thought it was really catchy mm-hmm. um i think that the verses resonate well with the like the beat machine that he uses right and i mean his vocals are just good i think his vocals are really solid throughout most of the project um yeah. i let's agree. see i the strings at the end are woven into the track like really well i think that they they kind of hum in and out and uh-huh. i think it works perfectly with that mm-hmm. um honestly one of the coolest aspects of this track is how it bleeds into the next song like the very end i didn't even notice a transition and that had it had gone into oh you the right. next song that was really I, that's not easy at all to do it yeah, completely right. just bleeds into the next one like that's really that's really freaking hard to do right i actually watched an interesting documentary about the man who invented that on albums and the first song ever that bled from one song into the next one like seamlessly and it was like an engineering marvel at the time because basically prior to that you had to revolt you had to record two separate tracks and then do them or you had to record one track all the way through and play two songs in one take and the first song that they ever bled with um with tech um, when was it technology the first song ever was strawberry fields forever by the beatles really that was the first 
first one. So this I forget was what like the producer's the name then. is. I feel like the oh, what is the name's like George Martin or something. Um, but he was the guy that seemed two of them together flawlessly. Huh. You don't even notice the transition. Interesting. And he also did it mid song. Like they did two separate takes and one take bled into the other at the very beginning. You can totally notice a vocal switch and everything, but you don't see when it happens. It's really huh? interesting, but I was just, that just reminded me of it. But anyway, really impressive on, on this track. Okay. What do you want to talk about next? Um, I do. I do appreciate. I, I think we can go into bed a little bit. Okay, go ahead. I it has some of the most atmospheric sounds on on. I the think album. it has some of those personal lyrics as well. It has uh, up there, up there with Connor talking about his son. Bed is talking about his wife, I believe, and his feelings toward her. Uh, and that's where we're at with that. Some of the, the some of the themes on this album are definitely very personal, and I can appreciate that quite a bit. So, you want to go into "Where's My Love"? <clears throat> yes, that's all I had for bed. Yeah. Okay. Um. Again, this was this was the first single. Yeah. From the uh. Now EP. I I don't know how I feel about it showing up on the album because it didn't change a whole lot from the last time I heard it, but the tr- this song has grown on me quite a bit. Um, the, the folkiness of the track is really nice. Um, and I did say that some of the guitar patterns didn't seem like, I don't know what my excuse for not liking it was like the, um, I I think I said it just sounded too much like everything else. And I kind of disagree with my statement at this point because I don't sound, I think it sounds too much like anything else. I think it's actually, um, a very, very nice and clean and very atmospheric track. Um, and it's kind of, it's the longingness in the track and in the lyrics is, I think the lyrics complement the, uh, instrumental very, very well. I think they, they both, um, they both definitely come across with the same feeling and they, again, complement each other very well. So I appreciate that about the song and, um, it's very singable as well. It's, it sticks in your head and it's, it's, yeah, for sure. I don't know. The track has definitely grown on me since the last time I heard it. So, um, the instrumentation is way more fine tuned on this. This, this is the best version of the song yet. I just hope um, it doesn't show up again. Um, the song has a lot of similarities to the, the, uh, Lumineers style of writing and from, the f- the from folk. the very, yeah. The very beginning of the the piano and the strings and that that introduction, it sounds so much like a Lumineers song, and that's not really a. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a bad thing because when the Lumineers do their songs right, they do them really well. But I oh. I think that this is hey yeah I think that this is a, a good example of it. But the song, the vocal melody and everything in the chorus and even the verses, it's all memorable. And if you can make a song that's memorable and isn't annoying you did something good so yeah, you did something right i i'm totally cool with the song i think it's a pretty tune i think it's a pretty tune as well I, it's also it's also something that i would be comfortable showing to other people without them being like dude what is this you right. know i could show this to adults i could show this to right anyone and it, it anyone who has a little bit of an acoustic taste would appreciate this. Yeah, I feel it like. has appeal, which is nice as well. So, um, pretty, I think, pretty universal song. It's just, it's solid. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about the bird? I really want to talk about the bird. 
You don't want to go over the next ones? You can go ahead if you'd like to. I just we can go. We don't have to go in order. Okay. It's up to you. Okay. Well, I want to talk about real quick. Can we talk about just uh, the bird and where do we go? I love you because these were two of the lead up tracks. <laughs> I, mean, I want to talk to. I want to talk fine. about these. Yeah, do it in the context of how con- we heard it. Conglomeration. Like I, I want to because go they were it. both uh, part of the rollout of this album. So when. I had heard, I think The Bird was one of the lead singles off of this album, if I'm not mistaken. And you told me, Where Do We Go, I Love You, took like a year to make. Eight months. Eight months. Eight months. And an eight-month song. Recorded in uh, three three different places. Thing about The thing about the track is, though, that there is so much minute detail and attention to the little things in the song that you really can tell there is... So much, and every listen, I'm pulling apart more things about the song. It's it's like it's 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 like the onion in Shrek Swamp. You peel it away one layer at a time, and you find you, new you things finally, about it every time. Finally, yeah. saw Shrek. What? You finally saw Shrek. I have. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. You've been missing out on that your entire childhood. Thank it, God you saw it now as a grown ass adult. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, um, but I, again, I can appreciate, and the, the song isn't focused so much on the lyrics. There aren't very many lyrics other than the, like, pitch down, where do we go? I love you. The lyrics in and of themselves are sort of meant to be, like, another instrument, uh, that melts together with the song and less of like a standout. Here's a message that I'm giving you. Pay attention to the words that I'm saying. Uh, it more ties together into the songwriting aspect of the tune itself. So, but the again, the song is so complex. It's very, very, and it's pretty well written as well. It's very, very interesting the way that he produced some of it with the vocal chops and, uh, the instrumentation as well. I like. I love his use of the piano on a lot of these songs here. This is no exception. Um, I think "Where Do We Go?" I love you is just overall a pretty impressive song. It's really good, and it in the process of writing the song, it started with the "Where Do We Go?" I love you lyric. Um, it started with that, and it's almost like a mantra just repeated throughout the whole song. Yeah, the song took eight months from start to finish to to create. Uh, he did the first few lines and the beat in his studio at home, and he finished the last verse with all of the funky noises in a hotel room in Hawaii. Hmm. Eight months later. So, somehow, at the end of it all, it's really cohesive. Yeah. And that's impressive. Yeah, like, it is impressive. I don't know what was going through his head that open He Dude, there must have been... Drugs. Drugs somewhere. Drugs. Drugs. Absolutely. It's a really, really when good song. When in doubt, when there is no explanation for everything else. Yeah, whenever drugs. somebody's really creative, drugs. It's drugs. It has drugs. to be. Oh, yeah. No. It's got to be. Creativity, <laughs> talent, get that shit out of here. Tyler Joseph on some mad shrooms when he wrote Pet Cheetah. There's absolutely no way. In his that, basement. That, that that is in the realm of human thought. Mm-mm. Like, the Beatles revolver, drugs. <laughs> Oh, okay, that's the best joke I'm going to come across with for the entire episode. You go ahead and talk about where do we go. I, I want to hear what you have to say about the song, actually. 
Well, I, I think that the song is kind of a creative masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It's just brilliant. Every every nook and cranny, every crevice is filled with sound and sound. Different, different little There's, things. There, like there are eggs. no holes. There's no holes in this album. Not in this song. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Song. In this song, there are no holes that I wish were filled with something. Yeah. I don't. You know, I don't have any complaints about this song. Like, it's just solid. So and much attention to detail. God, you could use this song for so many things. We could just write a podcast. We could do a podcast episode on this song. Yeah. Same with The Bird. The Bird. Uh, let's, let's get there. Yeah. I want to talk this about is, that. They, they, have some, they have some of the same vibes, like the electronic vibes that came across on Where Do We Go, I Love You, come across on The Bird. And I think The Bird is structurally a very, very impressive song because it doesn't come across like a lot of different songs. It doesn't really have much of a chorus. It has sort of a hook uh, that comes across. Um, but I think the guitar work on this song is fantastic. The switch that goes into the hook. The first time I heard it, I was like, this is similar. Like, this is yeah. not, like... What is this? What the... F- 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 what? What? Huh? Like, I was I was so confused and so happy at the same time because the Switch is absolutely genius. It is a stroke of genius. Seriously. I, I was very, very impressed. Um, especially at the end, bringing more electronic, more electronic elements, like the synthetic horns that come in at the end and the pitch down, like kind of, uh, given this bit crusher effect vocals that makes it sort of sound like a robot singing it at you. It's really, really cool. Um, dude, this I, song is a musical marvel. Yeah. It's, 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 it's I mean, it's insane. all an alternative, like it's for where it sits in the genre that it is sitting in. I would say that this is in the upper echelons of that the genre that it is sitting in. It's a very, very impressive song, and the first time I listened to it, I literally could not believe my ears. I was like, this is on a Simmel album. Like, this is the dude that was making In My Body and The Harvest Moon and all those spacey, the airy... The Lumineer songs. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's were, insane. That's I was a jump. Like, We've gone from this... This layered sort of synthetic, but then also have some instruments worked in there. Like it's just a very, very solid switch of genre. I would not. There are very few artists that could come across with such a different sound so successfully, so quick. But he pulled it off. And this this song is completely untraditional. Like this follows. I don't think this follows any normal format. No, absolutely. In terms not. of the songwriting, like. Yeah, this song has an intro, it has a middle, and then it has an outro where, you know... But there's no, like, set verse, or there's no chorus. Exactly. It's kind of, like, there are themes that are repeated across the song. It's very, very well done and interesting, and I this is a track that I will re- be returning to. This song progresses so much, too. It's, like, it starts off, and it's... The guitar, the the low notes on the guitar are almost menacing, and then as soon as you you get through that little introductory section, and you get into these this percussion, which instead of a snare, it has glass breaking. Like, is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So cool. Yeah, it's crazy, and 
you get you get so you get through this menacing section it's intimidating and then you get to these beautiful high ooze that yeah. i cannot produce they're so pretty and this high guitar progression which i don't want to say reminds me of eden but it i mean it does it it's it's beautiful it's walking of, up the it's, guitar it's kind of eden-esque yeah um the the drop is insane the and after going through after going through all of these synthetic drum patterns and you get to the end there's an organic drum kit like, and snare it's pattern. so pretty and it's a real drum set that obviously he's playing and it's just so good this song takes you on a journey the whole oh, way yeah. through and the worst part of it is when it ends like i just want to listen to that song again it yeah. was so freaking good yeah absolutely agreed i thought that that song was probably the strongest on the album at hands down hands down but this is like i don't see this is so hard to place this in a specific genre because it's kind it of melts all together so many it's different got things. so many it's things what i want the rest of the album together to sound like i don't know how you would create an entire yeah, album it like is that. what i wish some of the other songs on here sounded like this is where i'm gonna leave it you go ahead and talk about what you liked. Go ahead. We actually, we spent like seven minutes just talking about those two songs. That's how good they were. Yeah, they yeah. were very good. Um, going back, let's see what, uh, it's the fifth track, um, Break Free. Uh, this song is a lot harder than other songs. And I, I don't really know if you would say that's a good thing or not, because it's kind of, it seems a little out of his element at times. Uh, it's got a really dis- uh, distorted guitar, and it has catchy riffs with the guitar, and eventually it has a dr- uh, guitar solo in the middle, which seems way out and far from anything we've heard from him before, being that he is the light, light-headed string cello guitar type of guy. And then you get into this, which is it's just a hard song. Um, so I actually didn't really know what this was all about. So I had to look it, look up an interview with him to figure out what he was talking about and to quote him exactly on what the lyrics mean. The song is about misogyny. It's a sickness. Not only is it disgusting and tired, it's something we keep choosing to hold on to. So the song break free is about the diseased way of thinking about the sickness that we're allowing to hold onto us in our culture and society and how I need to change it. So the whole song is about him trying to break the cycle of people being misogynistic. And I mean, that seems like an overwhelming task for one artist to try and accomplish himself, but it's not impossible as we've seen with, collaborations from logic and khalid and alessia cara that had a huge impact on suicide prevention just from that one song so i you know nothing is impossible at this point but that i mean that just this seems like a lot of weight to put on one's shoulders and it shows throughout throughout the song it's a pretty large task mm-hmm. i would say and the song is it's a high I didn't. I I actually didn't know about the message. That's actually kind of interesting, though. I would agree that misogyny is bad. So, oh, I want to talk about real quick. Yeah. Are we? Can we talk about Connor? Sure. Just a bit, because I liked the bridge or the chorus or whatever you want to call that. It's like an extended pre-chorus. I thought the pre-chorus worked very, very well, despite some of the song's shortcomings. I thought that. 
I feel like when he does some electric guitar balladry, he's very, very good at that. I, f- I feel like he writes some strong vocal melodies when he's singing over electric guitar. Um, I just feel like it compliments him as an artist a lot. So I thought that that part of this song was pr- pretty damn has good. has really and nice I, organic keys throughout it, too. I, I do like the, the personal feels, yeah. The personal feeling of the song as well. Did you want to say anything song. about the meaning? Hmm? Did you want to say anything about the meaning of the song? Of the song, he's just talking about his son and his experience with his familial, like because I mean he, uh, he's adopted, never met his real parents, and he wants to be there for his son more than his dad was ever there for him, and it's it's a very very personal and touching track. Yeah, the track is kind of just, um, it's kind of just going into how nobody's really ready to become parents when they become parents and that it's you know life is kind of a beautiful thing and he i believe that his son is a foster or no 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 no. so okay i have a direct quote here right yeah he said that there's really no experience i can think of like fostering a new life into the world he said whether it came literally from you or it landed on your doorstep and now you're responsible for it to some degree. There's a lot of beauty in that. So it's obviously something he feels very strong about. So Absolutely. After listening to this album, I'm going to adopt. Absolutely. His children, as well as my own. <laughs> Righto then. All right. What are, are we ready to move into the next? Se- I have things to talk about in the next section, but do you have any other tracks that you really want to talk about in detail? I think that I got it. I'm okay. good. Okay. We will see you after 26 minutes in the next section. Wow.
So, as much as I enjoyed bits and pieces of this album, I have my problems with it. I did say that it came across with a lot more influences than the last record. Now, while that is definitely a an admirable thing that he has taken upon himself to do, the tracks don't feel as coherent as they did on the EP. They don't feel like they fit together in the same way. I feel like a lot of these songs are different ideas that are all put onto an album, and they don't come across with any coherent theme or anything like that. Like, there's nothing indicating that they should all be on the same album together. Because they're all different styles. Yeah. Like, if you have an album and you, you, you put it out, you put it out under a genre... Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you put it. This out is with this is all. Theme. This is all different types of genres, but they don't. They don't. I don't say they don't fade into each other very well. They don't. But there are multiple songs where the one song ends and the next one starts, and you're like, "Is this the same project? Yeah. How did this come after this?" Yeah. I felt I, that way when I listened to um. What was the really light? The really light song. It was the really light song. I mean, there are a okay. It was really break free when break free came on after. Where's, Where's my, my love? love? I was like, what the hell? What the fuck? That, that, that is a, an electric, hard song coming after the most subtle, pretty little piano tune. Uh-huh. Why? How? Why Why does that go placement there? Placement could be... Placement could be that's, that's just placement, but at the same time, how are they on the same project? They're so immensely different they don't feel like they go together yeah that is true but then again there are albums that have done that aka the king gizzard album that way 21 pilots is all over the place and 21 pilots i agree with that blurry face has rap reggae like everything is fused but i still feel like it's more coherent coherent. yeah um and i want to talk about while i have complimented the dense layered production on this album as compared to the last one it's very, very clean. Clean to the point where it feels sanitized. Um, which is unfortunate considering how much I enjoyed the sound of a lot of these songs and enjoyed the sound of the last EP as a whole. Um, looking at the track listing here, songs like Clean Eyes and Bed and Animal and Girl and Connor. Girl actually has some nice folk elements to it that I enjoyed, though. Um, and the last two tracks too, everything all at once. And before you knew it was me, I don't feel like there's anything memorable about those songs. I feel like the songwriting is subpar on some of the songs, which is unfortunate considering the songwriting on where do we go? I love you. And the bird is so fantastic. It's abs like it's out of this world. What he did with those two songs and the quality gap between those two songs and some of the more songs on here is so immense that it's hard to believe that they're on the same project and were written by the same person. Like, it's like, genius level, and then, what the hell were you thinking with this one, bud? Like, and some of the, like, especially with songs like Clean Eyes and Bed, they are so cleanly produced. They're to the point where it's, like, there's nothing special about them. Like, the song, when I say cleanly produced, I mean in the way that there's nothing gritty or there's nothing adventurous about the sounds on here. It doesn't sound anything to me like the sounds on here are memorable 
in any way, shape, or form. It just, it's, it's there, and I kind of want to say it's there for filler, because a lot of the sounds that came across on Where Do We Go, I Love You, and the bird were so creative and inventive, and then, and the fusions of those sounds as well, but then on these songs, it just sounds bland in comparison, and it's so unfortunate to say that, like, it, it's, it's, it's depressing, almost, <laughs> kind of, I had a few problems with specifics on songs. So I I have a problem with Bed, the song Bed. And Bed is the fourth, third. the third third track on the album. And this this was the really atmosphere track. It's mm-hmm. it's you know, it's pretty. As the song approaches like the 3 minute mark, still nothing has happened. Yeah. It's Building, it it's still. very slightly building. It's not like, oh, it's building up and you're waiting for this drop that never happens. That's not the case. It's building slightly and gently, but the song never resolves itself. It just ends. And there's nothing more frustrating than listening to a song where you're waiting for something to happen right. or expecting something to happen. It's like and a sneeze. Nothing happens and it's just gone. And then it's poof, and then it's the next song. It's like a sne- you're you're waiting for the the sneeze to come out, and then you're just like, oh shit! What do I well, do that now? Didn't happen. Yeah, what, like what what what, what the yeah. hell happened? You know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Animal. I think Animal was the most confusing song on the album. I have no clue what Enlighten me, what Tyler. to what to focus on. There's so much going on. Enlighten me. First off, I think that the mixing on the song was pretty bad because it's almost hard to understand what the lyrics are saying, let alone comprehend what he's talking about because everything else is so much louder than the lyrics. I think that the, I think that the actual instrumental is confusing. Like to the Um, point of atrocity. I don't, I don't think that it's just puzzling. Like, I don't know. I still, after, I listened to that song like four or five times and I still don't know what's going on. There's very little in the way of instruments and it's all, <laughs> I don't even know. I'm like trying to put, piece my fingers together to explain, but it's like, there's no formatting to this song in a way that it's like its own worst enemy. The song has no format. It has no structure. There's no anything. I can't tell what the, damn chord progression is it's so just it's just there it's just noise it's white noise at right. different pitches i'm Tyler. confused all right that's about where we are all right <laughs> you're just sitting over here doing this what the like you're just it's not this okay. the song's just wandering yeah that's all it I, is I agree. it's wandering around like a blind man looking for his car keys it doesn't make any sense at all none Live man looking for his car keys right he has a tesla okay sight sight is overrated let's be real oh my god stop <laughs> sight is you know why because knowing is half the battle oh. <laughs> okay you know me boys right oh tyler thank you elon and your wonderful vehicles. we love you elon if elon is listening to this podcast i am a big fan and i laugh at dead deer frequently as well so we're on the same boat okay i th- i think that the last two tracks everything at once and uh before you knew it was me i think i exactly it's just 
there average i actually before you knew it was me was an instrumental track that doesn't do anything for the album at all i don't know about that i thought it was an okay way to go out and towards the end of the track it's more interesting because he's really really good at drums and the the fills and everything were actually i thought really impressive on that track so uh it wasn't as much the first listen because i was waiting for kind of a vocal peak to end the album and make you want to listen to it again it's not really what you get from the end of this but i think that it's not a bad track it's just it's it's not the way i would have ended the album so it's not what i was expecting that's not always a bad thing but I don't know. It's just, it's not what I was hoping for. Understood. I don't think it's bad though. I don't, I, it seems like more of a transition than a full song. I think it should have been placed somewhere and from one song leading into the next, this gotcha. would be there. I don't think it's the way to end the album. I think where do we go? I love you would have been a much better ending. Honestly, just end it there. And I would have given this. Album I think a people would have been so damn confused. Possibly. I don't know if that's bad though. I, I'm just saying that where do we go? I love you is such an impressive track that it, it would yeah. have done a better job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just, I, I, I'm not going to reiterate what I said. I, f- I feel like the create on the creative gauntlet where the production is concerned, I feel like it needs some work. Uh, and some of the songwriting could be better on okay. some of the songs. It's just not memorable. I have one more thing to complain about. The song girl is kind of a high pitched, whiny, acoustic, tambourine kick drum annoying little track okay it can it can be perceived as cute if you're the type of person who likes chihuahuas it's one of those things like yeah it's pretty damn cute it's also something that you don't purchase right (laughs) you don't need this in the album you know if you stumbled if you stumble across this don't listen to it just like when you just are walking somewhere and stumble across a chihuahua you don't pet it it's the same thing yeah it's looking at a chihuahua is like looking at a rat it you know it is it's exactly like if there are any listeners if there's any listeners that have a chihuahua your dog is a cat get a new one i said rat oh uh dumb 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 boy I mean, let's be honest here. Chihuahuas are basically rats if they had longer tails and they carried as many diseases as rats. Mm. But then again, who knows what kind of diseases Chihuahuas carry, so... Whatever. All right. <sighs> okay, well, I mean, let's, yeah, let's, let's, get, let's get this out of here. In a world where we're back with another round of Hunger Games, boys. So, uh, in conclusion, uh, I didn't swear as much on this podcast, so that's an A+. Uh, so, what, what are your overall thoughts, Tyler? I, I thought, honestly, this was a solid project. I have way more pluses than I have negatives throughout the whole thing. It's not perfect. His style was kind of all over the place. And I... I think that as a like looking at this as a project, it's flawed because of that. But if you were listening to the songs individually, not all in, in a round, then it's better. Yeah. So that's an unfortunate. That's it's that. one of those things. Do I buy the vinyl because I loved the project? No. Do Am I buy I going- the vinyl because where do we go? I love you and the bird were worth the entire album. Yes. Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. 
Or maybe I'll just carve out the songs that were bad on the disc. <laughs> so I only have two that work. <laughs> That'd be a weird looking vinyl. It would be. Just X's. No. <laughs> not, th- not this one. No, we don't want this one, boys. All right. Do you have a rating? Or let, what did you think first? I mean, I think I summed it up pretty well in the last section. Awesome. Um, do I you like, have a rating? I have... It, I kind of... Like, if we have a pendulum here, it's kind of close. Like, there are some pretty big negatives, but there are also some pretty big positives. I didn't think that there were any huge negatives. I thought that I think we're going to f- disagree on that. I thought that the fact that it was so incoherent at points and that it was so cleanly produced to the point where I was like, okay, this doesn't need to be yeah, here. Okay, that's one thing that I didn't say earlier, is that there is nothing in the way of risk on this project. Everything. The, the burden where we go, I love you. I, I, I feel like those. I don't, get, I, like, I don't even think the, that those are risky though. The bird, I think, I think the bird, the, the structure on that song was a risky maneuver. I thought. Okay, I'd agree. And I thought that some of the fusions of sound that he had on that song were also, like, especially from the beat switch from the uh, the chorus or the hook, whatever you want to call it, to that airy like high guitar Eden like thing. Like I thought that some of the medleys of sound that he had on there were ambitious and i actually i admire that song quite a bit i felt like besides those two though they were it was very safe it was kind of safe but no okay well forget it okay what do you what is your rating okay i'll go i'm gonna give this i'm gonna give this a really high seven low six Low six. I'm going to give it a high seven. I don't think that this is a eight grade no, this quality is not eight. album. This is not this an eight. certainly isn't a B in my mind, but it's getting there. It's like it's a mid to a high seven. And I stand by that because I liked more of the tracks than I disliked. And even the tracks that I didn't love, they still weren't atrocious. There are plenty of albums that there are tracks that are just absolutely unlistenable. Yeah. That wasn't the case here. That's, so. And that's always unfortunate. Yeah, I'd give this like a 6.4. That's going to be my right. final. I'm going to I'm gonna give it a 7.7. 7. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Should we start putting the ratings in our description of the podcast? Hell no. Just make people listen the whole way through. Yeah, no, they, that's part of the enjoyment of it. What are they going to rate it? Okay, what do they think about the album, boys? Oh, we have oh. to, we, the, the next podcast is out. We need to know. We need to know what they thought about it so I know what to think about this album. Well, now you know. <laughs> this album is a 6.4 to a 7.7. Nothing below, nothing above. You know the verdict. There you go, folks. Dude, people are going to like love this album and then listen to this and be like, eh, it's a C now. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, it was like little old me listening to Anthony Fantano review of Blurry Face for the first time, and he gave it a four, and I was like, "Well, I guess the album's a four. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. Blurry like Face it. is not a four, folks. He was wrong. Fantano is not a perfect individual. He gets things wrong sometimes. Mac Miller. But yeah, I I actually I I feel pretty good about my rating and I do feel as though that the bird may end up on my year-end list when we do that again of best tracks of the year because I oh, actually yeah. do admire that song Absolutely. quite a bit. Yeah. That's um, going to be a fun episode. That will be fun. And I want to do some more lists. Let us know 
um, on our Sound Audit Instagram, if you would like us to do more year-end lists where we sum up what we didn't like and what we did like at the end of the year. And I do want to go over at some point some more artists who we feel need more recognition um, because I feel like that is important for smaller bands uh, to have that. And, I mean, I know we don't have a massive following, but it's more than I had anticipated. And even, like, a few, couple hundred more listeners or you guys going and telling your friends about this music. Like, if you take nothing else away from this podcast, go support the artists, go show the artists some love. You know what we're all about here on Sound Audit, so... Are we good, Tyler? Are we good to close ourselves out? Close it. Alright, so... Uh, you can go follow the artist on his social medias. It's either like Simmel Music or just Simmel. Type in Simmel in your search bar at the top. It'll come up. Um, He's a cool guy. He is. Yeah. Uh, go follow. Oh, forgot to say, if you want to go see him playing DC, oh my God, yeah. you can't because it's tonight, June 10th, and this episode won't go live until later this week. So Friday, Eastern Standard, as so always. If you wanted to go, go last week. All right. You can follow right us no. at Sound Audits Podcast on, on Instagram. Instagram. You can find us at Sound Audits on YouTube, where I will be putting up Ian's remixes and transitions and all of his lo-fi hip hop beats that I make from the beginning. Handcrafted music, which is yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. He's really talented. You should check him out. New music will be coming out later this summer. Keep an ear out, folks. If you probably didn't like my last song because my last song wasn't. It was really good. My my. My last song was acquired. I don't want to say acquired taste because that sounds pretentious, but it's not an accessible sound. <laughs> it's not really. I wasn't going for accessible, so. Anyway, yeah, go follow the artist. Go follow us on Instagram. Another, another episode will be coming out next week, same time, same channel. Uh, and yeah, feel free to leave us some comments on what you feel like we should review next. This is Sound Artist Ian and Tyler. Thank you for coming out and listening. We love you all very much. See you in the next edition of Sound Auditing. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Goodbye. Peace out. All right. So, looking at this track list, yeah, the last her last release uh, was just about the same runtime, but there is one extra song on here. Um, so, I don't know, just a little tidbit, but. Um, I think Black Belt Eagle Scout, in terms of, uh, style, is kind of sticking to her guns on the sort of more lo-fi, mellow end of indie rock, uh, but she's a lot of times dropping the grunge influence. It's more focused on the mood and more focused on just being as dreamy and as mellow and as calming as possible melodic a a lot of times uh i would say so just putting that out there but where would you like to start or is there anything that you would like to say to preface before we get into what we liked um i mean just as a whole this is a this is a more chill uh, a more chill album than the last one, which the is last, saying something because the last one was still chill, right? As, um, as hell, I f- I found the last one to be louder than this one is. Um, there, Generally, there were songs like Yard, which I love, and that got loud. Um, 
and, and then the intro to one of the songs was just just a distortion meltdown and, and that was well. that was the way that they started their set um, that was insane which was i mean just blown away they are so talented i loved it um also preface this by saying she plays all of the instruments on the recorded album she did that last time she did that this time the oh, band the band that she plays uh is entirely live it, the band she plays with live is not how it is recorded it's not the same people it is her and she takes pride in that um that being said i also learned that um the reason she picked the name black belt eagle scout which i think her friend had thrown out but to be a black belt and to be an eagle scout is to be the highest and the most well-regarded person in both of those fields almost and she thought that that is the pinnacle of what you can achieve and she wanted to represent strength and you know honor and all of that so yeah that is why she chose the title and she said well i'm not a black belt eagle scout but that's what I want to represent. And I am sitting across from a black belt Eagle Scout here. <laughs> Not even that. all jokes aside, Ian is both a black belt and an Eagle Scout. You're just giving my Eagle a big old stroke over there, aren't you? So, Catherine, if you're listening to this, my buddy here. Hell yeah. He gives you the thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciated the name for sure. Uh... The thing is, though, I've been taking karate since I was, like, a little kid, so. And I'm still, haven't technically had my Eagle Scout ceremony at the time of this recording. Doesn't matter, you still achieved it. Okay. You don't have to have a ceremony. Yeah, I know, uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Still, I need to set that up. But anyway, that's that's a topic for another day. Um, Do we want to start with the first song? We can start wherever you want. Yes. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's pretty general for me what runs through what i liked about this album is just like the vibes that it gives off plus i from the last time that i listened to her the last album i love her voice i do i love how uh i think it's uh very breathy and airy at times but it's also she has a pretty good sense of melody a lot of the times um, which definitely enhances the song experience. Um, but I, her voice is unique in a way that's difficult to pin down as well. I mean, it's kind of pretty identifiable, I would say. I mean, am I, am I wrong in saying that? Are there other people that sound like her that I, there's nobody uh, that, that really comes to. to mind for me. Maybe if you listen to more people in the indie field, I don't, but I, I'm pretty sure that nobody sings like, I, from what I've heard, it's more kind of generic, just outright singing and not as much playing with the breath and the, uh, way that she emotes through her lyrics and stuff it's i don't and know i would say this in not just her music but everything she does but it shows in her voice is that she just comes off as authentic yeah she's absolutely all bs aside coming as she is and that's what she puts on the table and i mean i i really enjoy that because this is this this music is just stripped back from all of all of the garbage that's out there and it's just it's real yeah and even if it's not your type of music you can appreciate uh, an artist of of this size 
just you know i just respect her i think she's a I respect pretty her impressive well. person yeah so and i mean at the party i pretty much generally liked it overall as well i think she has a pretty good sense of songwriting a lot of times like she writes some pretty good tunes uh as well as some i mean she doesn't emphasize hooky choruses as much but they a lot of times end up catchy anyway a lot of times you know what's coming yeah a lot of times you're like oh here it comes and then it starts and a lot of times i think she's really really good at riffs uh as tyler and i uh have like just went over five minutes ago uh listening back to a couple of the songs here she's very very good at coming up with a riff uh that is just so unbelievably it like it it seems crafted in a way and I, I i love the feeling that a lot of the her guitar work gives um it's but i just like the generally mellow vibes that this album gives off and i mean the one the one track that really stands out to me is uh my heart no not my heart dreams even though i did like generally like at the party and my heart dreams going to the beach with Haley was my favorite track do you have anything specific to say about the first two songs um I I mean I can I can go for it. Um so at 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 the party putting aside what the the song is about cuz unfortunately being in this cell dead area I can't look up the lyrics. Oh, um, I can look up lyrics. I, I mean if you'd like but right I'm not gonna, I'm just saying I'm not going to talk about that. But um at the party immediately after listening to the first album extensively i knew exactly what was coming um sorry i was i was so so happy to hear that guitar start up and going into the riffs and the you know the drums and the other instrumentation it was it it was a at home feeling i was excited to be back um pinpointing what i enjoyed about the song is not what I'm going to do because I would like to kind of talk about my experience listening to this as a completed whole. So, do that then. I kind of went over mine. You're done? I'm not completely done. I mean, I have some specific things that I want to talk about, but... Do you want me to do that? Go for it. Okay. I want to hear it. Okay. We're used to Ian's long rants and not mine. I, I, so we're I gonna, want a change of pace. Change of pace. Yes. I'm just okay. going to sit back and I'm going to let you talk. I'm not going to say... One heckin' word. My Heart Dreams is a beautiful track. Um, My Heart <laughs> Dreams is a gorgeous song. Um, The melodies are gorgeous. Her vocals are gorgeous. I love the... I love the guitar and the, the riffing. Um, I love the grungy feel of a lot of these songs. But especially on this one and the track, I said I wouldn't write this song. Um, these th- these two are honestly the ones that stood out to me. And I think what I enjoyed most about the first album is what I hear in these songs. So I really enjoyed the... I enjoyed the instrumentation of the guitars on the first one especially the more grungier sounding um soft stud and um yard i that i'm just a sucker for that so listening to these songs if you know 
again, it's right at home. I was excited. Um, so those particularly stood out to me. The lyrics across all of these are what they, uh, the same style, um, she doesn't stray very much from. Yeah, it's mainly from like what she does. Love sick feeling. It's kind of trying to explore one's own emotions, but, but at, the same, at time, the same time, at the same time, being completely unsure and uh, having this uh, severe sense of even like hopelessness at sometimes, um, even just to the point where you feel like an outsider to your own emotions. That's kind of what I I pick up, but. I'm sorry. I, um, I, I compared to the last album, I think that this might have been um, from some of the lyrics that I can hear, and I don't know what they exactly are. Um, like off the top of my head, remembering the f- word for word what she said, but this is probably a bit edgier than her last album in terms of. Um, I mean, I said I wouldn't write the song directly. Is not a screw you but i mean i said i wouldn't write this song but here i'm going to i'm going to write it and perform it anyway um so that she says uh she says bullshit several times on this which there was none of on the first one so good on her for i mean at the very least giving a little more depth and something different to this album so i when i heard that i was like oh okay yeah this is this is a dreamy watching rain fall from outside your window type of song and after listening to this album which at times is very relaxed at times very um i mean it's not explosive in the way that the previous album was but there there are certainly some excited moments on it i honestly enjoyed going out in a soft mellow way and it feels appropriate it absolutely does and i you know i'm also laying back like in an armchair right now, kind of falling into the folds of my own skin. So maybe this is just the mood that I'm in, (laughs) but I truly, truly enjoyed the way that this album went out. So if that, if that song had been put somewhere else on the track listing, it would not have felt appropriate. I agree with that. it, It would, it would have maybe felt a little out of place and not making it a bad song, but just, when you look at track listing of albums and you're like, all right, well, why is this one here? You right. Know, and this I mean, doesn't follow this, but this is, this is where it should be when it should be. And I'm okay with it. So props to her for that because thematically I, it makes sense too. Correct. Like the, I mean, your me and I am you is a testament to her mother and, um, um, finding a way to be more in tune with her ancestry. And I mean, she is no stranger to discussing her heritage. She very, very proudly wears it on her sleeve, um, which good on you for that. I mean, I'm sure there were some people, there are some people that uh, have an opposite reaction when they're brought up in an Indian reserve and are looked upon as different by some parts of our society. And I mean, I good, just good on her for doing what she's doing, man. Can I throw in a tidbit? Yeah, no, go and throw in I, I, actually, I actually thought this was cool, but just after going to her show, and I'm pretty sure I mentioned this on another episode we did, but at the beginning of her shows, she starts off by saying, um, whose land 
the show is taking place on. Meaning I remember the I remember land that. that the white people took from Indians. Correct. Native Americans. Um, so I was just, I, I thought that was cool because when we were on it, you know, it's not something that you would have been thinking about. And we were in Washington, D.C., and she said, what tribes land it was before it was taken from them. And I, I don't know, I thought that was pretty cool because it's just not something you would think about. Yeah. I apologize so, if Indians is an offensive word. Anyway, go ahead. That was it. I'm just okay. I'm just putting that out there. Um. Um. Oh, there were about, several filters on Christ several of the songs that I haven't heard before. So I was very excited when it came to. I believe it was. Hold on, let me look at the track listening. I believe it was on. I'm pretty sure it was actually on my heart dreams that there was one one filter that the guitar went through when I actually had to think. Is this a guitar or is this a piano uh, keyboard with the filter? So I was excited to hear new things, kind of like how on Soft Stud there was that uh, Japanese sounding, um, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, kind of the yeah. cadence or whatever. Right. So I was, I don't know, I'm just, I'm excited to hear new things. So that was exciting. Continue. Yeah. Your tidbit. Good, you're well and done now. Um, my, I, I have to say that My Hard Dreams has one of the best choruses on the album where it's just instrumental and her voice kind of takes it out. Plus the chord progression is beautiful. Uh, just the way that that the, the guitar melody and the lead takes over from her voice is quite a gorgeous change of pace. I think, um, as well as going to the beach with Haley, which is my, the third track on the album here. I think this is probably the best crafted song on here being that it coasts out in the same way that it coasts in, uh, with these lo-fi drums, I believe, these lo-fi hits of some sort, as well as this being the biggest example of the grunge coming back uh, from from the previous album. Right. We get some, a, a, lot, a lot of the heavier guitars, but along with the most well-constructed tune on the album, as well as it probably, I, th- I believe that it has some pretty highly uh, personal lyrics, being that she is actually mentioning the name of a specific person. Um, if I can pull up the lyrics here, maybe I can give you, yeah. And I mean, it's, this is mainly meant to give an intimate feeling as well. And I, I think that's what a lot of this album is going for. And I, I think it succeeds Uh, well accomplished. Yeah. I really, I really do think it succeeds, but this was definitely my favorite song on the album. Um, Um, just talking as a whole. And I think the first time that it really popped out to me listening, um, the first song that is that it popped out listening um the drum fills are great yeah as good as the first one which is to say that they are amazing yes i absolutely love the drum just the stylistic right the sound the timbre of the instruments as well as they're not like overly like it's not dave grohl drumming it's not going to be the right it is the most it is the most of, I don't even know. It's the most well she done. She finds very, very much beauty and simplicity, and she knows where to use things to make it come together and feel, make all the transitions feel like everything is kind of flowing together like a running river. Um, I don't. She she makes she she definitely makes it seem like the songs were meant to be there. There's nothing sticking out here. There's nothing blatantly saying hey i'm not meant to be where i am right now where there are definitely instances of that on other albums um 
And I think that that is maybe one of the biggest things about this album, is that there's nothing that sticks out like a sore thumb. It is all very, very pleasant. It's and I consistent. think this is, it's, yes. Now, this is where the line between what is good about this album and what is bad about this album happens for me. Because, I, I mean, I'm going to use this as a transition point to transition us into the next section. Is that okay? Do you have anything else to talk about? Okay. Because I haven't talked about much specifically about these songs because they're all extremely pleasant. And I think if you're into lo-fi, uh, mellow indie rock, kind of just on the low, jamming out, kind of in your bedroom, in some comfy knit wool sweater that your grandma made you when you were four, um, or made your mom when you were four, I don't know, uh, and some sweatpants and some wool socks cuddled up on a cold winter day, and you're kind of just jamming out some lo-fi... This, this is your kind of music. This is this is it. This is going to be... This is, this is the pinnacle of what you will get. But at the same time, I think it's to this album's disinterest as much it is, it, it, as it is to its benefit at times. So I'm, I'm going to use that as a transition point and say, Tyler, are we ready to get into the next section? Let's do it. All right, let's move on. <laughs> 